In America, how many houses have earned the title Most Haunted? When it comes to haunted houses, how do we separate fact from fiction? Do we just believe first-hand encounters? Or does it require more to find out for yourself? Welcome to Wickedly Weird. I'm Laura. And I'm Amanda. We've been best friends for 25 years, and ever since we can remember, we've been fascinated with anything strange and mysterious. We may live on opposite sides of the country, but we're both New England girls at heart. Where everything is wickedly weird. Welcome to Wickedly Weird. Hi, Laura. Hi, Amanda. Welcome back. Oh, it's just been a few short months. Yeah. How many months has it been? It's been roughly a year. Yeah, almost. No, not quite. Almost. Because I remember our last episode was around Thanksgiving time. And yes, a lot has changed since then. Oh, yes. We don't yep. need to delve into all of it. COVID. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's all. Maybe honestly, another no ex- <laughs> honestly, no excuse for not doing our podcast, though. No, it has absolutely nothing to do with it. If anything, we should have done more. Right. Exactly. We should have been really rolling them out. Oh, yeah. but So we apologize. Let's, we're just going to get right back into it. We'll yeah. do a catch-up on our lives spotted throughout our episode, maybe. Yeah, we could do that. Um, so today, we're going to be talking about, of course, if you couldn't tell by the intro, haunted houses. What? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> our favorite topic, haunted things, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And of course, um, we have many new topics to discuss in our, what is it, season... Let's just call this season four. I don't even know if we had seasons before, but let's... Yeah, season four. Welcome season to season four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, haunted houses. Obviously, Amanda and I are... If you've ever listened to our podcast, you know we're obsessed with stories of haunting. So we thought we'd dive back in with one of our more favorite topics, I think, right? Yeah, especially we're coming almost into the fall time. It seems right to be doing some ghostly episodes. Oh, it's only right. Even though it's 108 degrees in Phoenix right now. Yeah, I'm like sweating right now. It's only like 70 here, though. But the important (laughs) thing is I have already decorated for Halloween. Yep, I've already got some decorations out. I have a giant standing witch like right next to me. Oh, yes, it's beautiful. I saw that. Oh, it's creepy. I love it. So would you like to share your tale first, Amanda? Do you want me to share my tale and we'll do trivia later, or should we do it Ooh. now? Ooh, see, I forgot our whole format. Maybe I know. Do- okay. This episode's going to be a little rusty, but it will still oh, it's be a lot be, of fun. It's going to be very rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a good idea. I'd like to do one trivia. All right, hit me with yours first. I'm going to hit you with one. Now, <laughs> let, me, let me just preface this. <laughs> this is it's straight from me, so I sound like I'm... Like, a professional ghost hunter, but this is just things I've gathered. Like, the answer that I have to this. So you didn't, like, fact check this? It's just, this like, is, I'm not, like, yes. But I, I think, overall, it's a pretty decent answer. So here's the question. We'll start <laughs> with that. <Decent> answer. <laughs> so, okay. what do you think is the best way to research a house or a property that says it is, quote, haunted? The best way to research it? Yeah. If you are, you know, just interested, you hear a story... See a movie, you know, everything says based on the true story. Oh. So what would you uh, think is the best way to start if you really wanted to get down to it? I don't know. Maybe I would look at, like, the um, Realtor site or something like that. Mm-hmm. What else Should I add do? more? Oh, add as much as I would <laughs> call the family multiple times that currently lives there oh, and ask start, them questions. Start some stalking. Okay. <laughs> and harassment. No, but I mean... What I would do personally, I'd probably Google search it, which I know probably isn't the answer. No, but you can find answers in there for sure. Definitely. And again, it's a lot easier these days than when a lot of these stories like of famous hauntings in America like originated. There's a lot more information now that we can access. So yeah, I would I, love to like find old newspaper articles, but I feel like that's very difficult to come across. I know, like those ancient like things in libraries for movies, yeah, the like micro, microfiche. People are, like mm. sifting through it, but yeah. So what I have done for my my answer that I professionally bulleted right here on a list. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> I wrote start with property records, and you mentioned that. 
Yeah. And those are, a lot of them, if it's like a famous, you know, haunted location, usually you can find them online. But if it's a local place, you can go to like town hall and see who's owned it over the time. So you can kind of debunk things. Like if it says it was owned by this person, it'll just clearly state. like Oh, like the person that by. told the story and then it's like, oh, they, their name was never on the... Yeah, then you know if were owned by that person. It was, this land was never in like Indian burial grounds or something. So that's pretty much... Qu- like step one. Yeah, that's. I would think that would be step one. I mean, again, this is from my <laughs> point of view. And then I said another good beginning point is to see if it's a historical landmark. Because a lot of these like very, very old buildings, especially like in New England where we're from, mm. a lot of them are like historical landmarks. The government has like made them that because they have a big history. And if that's the case, there'll be a lot more information available like online about their records and who lived there. And, like, actual huh. facts about what happened. So All right, I like that. Didn't really know that. Yeah, um, Professor Gibson thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, so I put that, and then the next thing I said was, look for actual, like, documented evidence of claims that are, like you said, like, maybe in newspapers um, or town records, things other than just word of mouth or, like, ghost shows. And see, that's what I feel like is the hardest to actually find. I would love to find, like, real, I don't know, can you, like, look at police reports, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's a good place to look. And again, like, it's hard because it's paranormal evidence, right? So it's it's obviously going to be sketchy no matter how you find it. But I think a lot of things we find these days, like, on the internet, a lot of it is just word of mouth. And it's just, like, YouTube videos of people, oh, I heard this, I saw this, but, like, where did the story come from? etc. So like if you find written things, like actual written things and it's not like some YouTuber passing trying to it get on. views or something. Yeah, and again like you we can't prove any of this, but I think from my point of view and what I know, those are some good starting points. So Okay, well that's I like my that. professional opinion. So. Yeah, I feel like that was like a lesson in ghost hunting. <laughs> well, thank you, student. <laughs> Do you have a oh. trivia for me? All right, yes, mine is like a two-parter, so I'll save part two for later. But let me think of how to word this. <laughs> um, okay, which television show had their first season about a haunted house that was filmed at a real location of a house? Is it like a fictional or a non-fiction show? Oh, it's a fictional show. Okay, but it was filmed their fir- at- Yeah. At an actual haunted location? Supposedly. But, like, and a real house, yes. I don't know about the first. I mean, I know that's... I know that American Horror hyped it up a lot from filming their first season. Yes, you got it right. Okay, I thought so, but I wasn't quite sure. But I know that... Oh, go ahead. Was it just the outside of the house, though? Because tell me, like, what you know about that location. Okay, so the location, the Rosenheim, I believe is how you say it, mansion. Um, I think it was built in 1908, and apparently it's been used in many um, TV shows and movies and stuff. But the first season, I think, was filmed inside as well, and the reason I know this is because a couple bought the house in 2015 for $3 million, and they had no idea that it was the American Horror Story murder house. What? <laughs> yeah, they weren't just, they knew it had been used to film, like, older shows and stuff, but they didn't know that it was, like, this, you know, um, had, like, I a called BS. Well, I don't know, but they, they were suing the people that sold it to them, saying that they didn't disclose it because they would have people showing up at the house constantly, trying Ooh. to look at windows, breaking into the house in the night. Um, they were not happy and they also claimed the house was haunted by two ghosts and they weren't informed of that either but um yeah I don't know I guess like it was also listed on Airbnb for a bit but when I looked online you can find pictures of the inside of the house from like realtor.com and stuff and it looks like um the I haven't like watched the show in a while yeah but it looks like the set so I think they filmed inside as well that reminds me the previous owner let them (laughs) That reminds me before I forget of um, something else I was like thinking of because when I was in law school in property class, we, um, there's a lot of states that now require you to um, 
disclose if it's a haunted location or if there's been issues with like poltergeists so it depends on the state but like it is legally required to disclose that for a lot of different states so, so when did you learn that like what year back in the day no <laughs> that was so before when I, 2015 right yeah it, but it varies on the state but i think that's kind of interesting too because that's like an actual like legal thing like went through many courts like you have to say if it's haunted so that kind of I mean, it's a pretty big deal. And yeah. I feel like especially if it's haunted and then used for a very popular TV show, they might... Yeah. So, And that also fun. goes to show, like, hmm, maybe this is a little more real than you thought if you don't believe in this kind of thing. So that's kind of interesting, too. Yep. Agreed. Well, All right. I can't wait to hear your story, Amanda. So you want me to go first? I'm guessing. Yes, please. All right. So my story is pulled right from the interweb, and <laughs> oh my god, it is so. It's called the Union Screaming House Haunting, and screaming, screaming, yes, like oh, like screaming like a video, but <laughs> no, like loud piercing screams. Okay. So I had never heard of this before. We decided to do this episode, and I was trying to find stories, you know, I never heard of, stories that aren't on, you know, like, lists of top haunted houses and stuff like that. So, this is coming from a blog. Most information. <laughs> yes, it's very indie. <laughs> um, it's coming from a writer by the name of Stephen Lachance, and he went on to publish books about this house, but he originally wrote a story um, on like some kind of website about haunted. It's called, let's see, Legends of America, where people would post different legends. Most boring, most boring title, by the way, I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, but I guess so he wrote this story about his experience in a house that he uh, lived in temporarily. And I guess it must have had a lot of popularity. So he decided to write a book about oh, everything. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so. Stephen Lachance, he wrote the blog back in 2004, so this is a little bit older, but he says that in 2001... Was it a live journal? Okay, sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> Wait, what is a live journal again? Remember? Like, in middle school? Maybe, like, like, did you do shout-outs on it? Hi. Yeah, it was like an online journal of your feelings and stories. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, why was anybody sharing that? I don't know, but anyway, sorry to interrupt. Go on. But oh, that's Stephen. okay. So Stephen was, at the time, back in 2001 again, a single dad. He had uh, three children, two sons and a daughter, and he had been living in the town of Union, Missouri. He was living in an apartment, and they had been there a couple of years, and the lease was about to be up. He was kind of stressed out. He wasn't sure where he wanted to live. He needed some more space because he had three kids, and he was kind of, like, desperate trying to find a spot. So I guess back in 2001, it was common to like look through newspapers to find, I don't think he bought the house. I think he was renting it. So he found an ad and responded to it. And it was this woman, this older woman that took the call and she was like, oh, I happen to be having an open house right now. You should come on down. So he went and he was pretty surprised by the house because I'm assuming for the price, he didn't expect it to be as big as it was. It was really large. It was old but it was beautiful or so he says there was a ton of room there was a big basement with a butcher's shower as he described which sounds oh, really normal yeah what is that that, Maybe sounds it was like, that doesn't sound normal nothing about that sounds normal yeah, maybe it just means like a really big shower i don't know and a fruit cellar butchers. in the basement he made a point of like you know noting this so there's a lot of people at this open house and Stephen filled out Stephen the application <laughs> and when he gave it to the woman, she was like, you know, are you okay with living in an old house? Do you understand what you're taking on by living in an old house? And he kind of thought that meant like, you know, of course, older houses have more upkeep, stuff like that. Um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, okay. I'm imagining an old gypsy woman, first of all. Me too. I was kind of picturing that too. <laughs> like, like a hunched over her, like, do you know what you're getting into? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. It sounds like a horror movie. You're like, and passing him, like, dream catcher full of, like, a dream full catcher? Of something, something bizarre, like, <laughs> a random oh. homemade dream catcher. Yeah, something bizarre. <laughs> like a rabbit's foot. <laughs> 
Oh, that was in a long time. Um, okay, so he said the whole experience was odd, but he was excited because the woman called him about a week later, and she was saying, "I picked the old you." Gypsy? The old gypsy was like, "I'm picking okay. you and your family to come live here." Oh, picking, choosing kind of sounds funny the way that he put it. Like, "Oh, you've been chosen to come rent this house," but he said, "Okay, that sounds Classic great." Gypsy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everything went really quick. And, like, the family moved in within a week. They were moving in by that weekend, which seems really quick to me. But, again, I don't know how these things typically go, I guess. Um, the renting of haunted houses. So with on the, the butcher. <laughs> which the butcher's, the butcher's shower. shower. Yeah, I don't know. It's integral. It's what? Integral? Is that a word? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. Like, <laughs> integral? Oh, okay. <laughs> something about a grill or something? Sorry. A butcher's grill. Okay, sorry, go on. <laughs> I mean, that's with the theme. So, <laughs> on the day, um, so on the day they were moving in, you know, they get there, they're taking all their stuff, bringing it into the house, and a car, which Stephen assumed to be a neighbor, kind of pulled up, and the person inside the car, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, but we'll just say it was a man, he was like, hey, I hope everything goes okay in there. And then he just quickly just took off. <laughs> I don't know, I just pictured it like that, but... Yeah, me hey, too. It went all right. Or hope it goes all right. And then he just took off and, you know, the guy was like, okay, that's a little strange. But maybe there's just, like, friendly neighbors, strange neighbors. Yeah, I don't and Stephen persevered, so. Yeah, he didn't care. He was excited. So the first night in the house was fine. Everything went well. Except Stephen did notice one thing, that there were locks on the outside of a lot of the doors as opposed to the inside. Which he yes. thought was strange, but apparently didn't think much of. So the next day, like over the weekend, they were setting up their house, hanging up, you know, pictures, putting their decor up and whatnot. And they were hanging cherubs, like little angels up on the walls. And they kept falling off of the wall, refusing to stay on. Maybe he should have the children doing hard labor. What, his children? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Well, I think they probably were. Oh, he shouldn't have had them. Yeah, no, I was just joking. Well, so he gave up on that project and just was like, okay, I guess I'm not going to be able to um, hang this here. And the next day or so, this all happens pretty quickly. His daughter was sitting out on the front porch and she was like, dad, come here, come look at this. And he was like, okay. So he went out to the porch and she's like, watch. And he's like, watch what? And he saw a neighborhood um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Just everybody's a man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I think it was walking down the sidewalk. And as the man got closer to their house, he crossed the street to be on the other side of the road on the opposite sidewalk and then kept walking. And then he noticed a couple more people did it as he paid attention to people outside. If they happened to be walking by, it seemed like nobody wanted to walk in front of their house. And he got the feeling they were just avoiding it altogether. So he also noticed the trees outside, the leaves, were dying and falling off as if it was fall time, but the family moved in in May, so he thought that was oh, odd. Yeah. He, for the area. What, Missouri? Yeah. So Stephen made a note in his head, you know, that he would call the landlord and just mention that the trees seemed to be dying outside. Well, the leaves on the trees. <laughs> so anyways, him and his family were hanging around outside. Wait, does he rent from this old lady? That's my guess. At first, I thought he bought the house. Yeah. I don't think it's specified in this uh, blog post or whatever you want to call it that I read, but it sounds like he is renting it. So, anyways, him and his kids are outside. They're doing some yard work or just, I don't know, hanging out outside. And he asks his younger son to go inside and grab something. And his son goes inside and, you know, life goes on. And then he hears his son scream really loud from inside the house. So he goes inside and his son is crying and he's really terrified and he says that somebody chased him up the basement stairs and whatever that something was, was really big. So Stephen kind of figured he didn't believe in ghosts whatsoever. So he was like, okay, well maybe it's just him, you know, maybe he saw something that just, I don't know, scared him a little, but he didn't think too much of it. So life went back to normal. He went to work that week and every night when he would come home, well not every night, but every afternoon. All of the lights would be on in the house every single one. Yeah. Even though he shut them off, you know, when he left in the morning and he thought it was the kids, but then him and his daughter kind of did an experiment and they put all the lights or they turned all the lights off on Friday night 
and the family went somewhere, I don't know, to grab dinner or something, and they came home, and all the lights were back on again, which was really strange. So we started to get, like, this kind of, you know, eerie feeling. And then other strange things started happening, like, you know, the usual, the house being cold when the rest of, like, one little area being really Mm -hmm. cold when the rest was hot, Um, you know, stuff, like, along those lines. Then, a few nights later, so they've only been there under two weeks at this point. He, oh, God, really? Yeah, no, it's not, like, a long like a lifetime. <laughs> he was getting ready for a work trip. Um, he was getting ready to leave the next day, and he was putting packing some stuff. All of a sudden, he looked up, and in the doorway, he saw this figure of a man standing, just staring at him with mist kind of surrounding him, like a blackish, gray, smoke mist around him. And he said it didn't. the figure didn't move right away. It just, like, stayed there. And then it moved to the other room. And he was freaking out, <laughs> but he tried to keep his cool because he didn't want to scare his kids. So he slowly was like, okay, guys, I think we're actually going to go to grandma's house and, you know, go hang out there tonight. And he was like walking out of the house. And as he left and they got into the car, his younger son that had had the weird thing happen inside the house said that the man or the figure that chased him up the stairs in the house was standing in the window watching them go. Which is super creepy in my opinion. Let's see. Wait, what year is this again? 2001. Okay. And wait, just so I, so I have this down, right? Um, he didn't write. No, in my oh. mind. He didn't, he didn't write any books or like do anything before this happened. This was all after or was he like writing stuff before? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know if he wrote. I can check on that. But. Okay, we'll I don't think that. so. As far as I know, this was his first book, and it was published in 2008. And my okay. assumption is that he kind of wrote this article, and maybe it got some popularity, and that's what made him decide to write the book. But that's just, I don't know. I should have looked into that. But No, that's okay. I was just wondering. Oh, it kind of reminds me of the guy from, um, what's that show, Haunting on of Hill House? You know, the son that's a writer? Uh, oh, yeah. But anyway, so he goes on this work trip that he was getting ready for. He leaves the kids with his, um, I think it's his mother, their grandmother or whatever. And the whole week he's like trying to talk himself out of this whole situ- like scenario with seeing the figure. He's like, I didn't really see it. Maybe, you know, I was just imagining things. Yeah, he's one too to- many beers. Yeah. He's trying to like make himself feel better about it. He gets home and he calls the woman that sold him the house or excuse me, rented him the house. And he said, hey, you know, he said it was a very awkward conversation. But he was like, hey, so are there any ghosts in the house? And she said she couldn't remember if she'd ever heard any reports. (laughs) I love this sketchy landlord slash owner. Right? She sounds so strange. She did say after a little bit more pressing that she had one tenant say that she had seen her. um, What are you, opening a candy over there? Uh, I was rifling through it. Uh, drawer I'm sorry okay go on okay I have some empty bag of skittles next to me but anyway she said that all I found uh, was a soy sauce okay go on. No. to eat right now to, no I was looking okay. for a piece of candy and it was just a soy sauce okay, <laughs> she said that she had seen her father who had passed away in the house and then the woman also said the woman didn't see it this was a tenant that had seen that she also said that people the people that had previously rented had stayed under a year so he thought that was a little weird but like he didn't you know decide to move out because of it so he's decided to give the house one last chance the family moved back in or they went back home i guess and right away things just you know got crazy um nightfall came and the doors that had those strange locks on them were rattling all of a sudden. He could, like, hear rattling while he was on the phone with his mother. And he was like, hold on, the kids are goofing around the door. Like, hold on a second, hold on a second. And he's like, you know, be quiet, whatever. And then finally, his daughter from the other room was like, Dad, we're not in that room. And, um, you know, calmly, the other two are sleeping. I'm the only one awake, and I'm just reading a book. Something like that. And he was like, what? So then he describes an electric type feeling in his body I guess I don't know if that's a ghostly thing Uh, and the temperature dropped and then he said that he started hearing crashing noises from upstairs and he said he got really freaked out it felt like the house was shaking and then it sounded like the noises were starting to come downstairs like down the stairs 
So at that point, he then heard screaming, like the sound of a man screaming loudly. And he was trying to get out of whatever room he was in, and the door was closed, and supposedly he couldn't get out of it. And he was like, you know, trying to open it, throwing his body against the door. This sounds like a movie. Um, but he got out, and him and his family left. And that was that he decided to move out right then and there, and he was done. So when he was like moving out, he says that um, everybody that came into the house, like, you know, whatever, helped him get his stuff, witnessed hearing whispers or like strange events. And it wasn't, you know, just all in his head. And then a month after he moved, a friend sent him a picture of a man named John Crow, who had apparently lived there. Spooky. And I guess this um, friend of his had taken a picture or somebody who had come into the house had taken a picture in this creepy basement for some reason. And there was supposedly an image of a man in the picture. Although I couldn't find any evidence of this. Like, it wasn't posted. You know what I mean? Wait, so his friend lived in this house too? No, I guess, like, he had a friend over or something. Or, like, maybe helped them move in or move out. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But the friend sent him a picture and he's like, look at this guy. Doesn't he look like that picture I took? I don't know. Because it was thrown in at the end of this random <laughs> article. No, wait a minute. Scattered. Never mentioned like a picture with the apparition in it. So um, then he claims, and these parts are all weird, but I'm throwing them in because we're kind of talking about how can you really tell these stories? Yeah, wait. This not- is all from one story from this one man, correct? Yeah. Okay. But he says he saw um, a police car racing towards the house. Um, one time, so he followed it, and I'm like, well, did you still live near the house? Like, it's a little confusing. And he says he saw the current family living there running out of it, of the house, terrified. And then eventually the house, according to him, was turned into a dog kennel. (laughs) I'm sorry, this is the other man? (laughs) What other man? It became wild towards the end there. I know, that's how I felt when I was, like, looking through this. And this article, it was on this website, but it was also, like, republished on various websites and like rewritten as if they had talked to this guy and had his story again so i don't know it wasn't just like a one-off you know what i mean oh no but it was strange to me i thought it was strange i'm like why would he see so this guy steven moves out and then a while later he sees police cars racing to the house and that's my question did he live near the house (laughs) like why like he moved right next door just to investigate right i don't doesn't make sense but the weirdest part of all is that i was looking at his books because i was like trying to see what it said they're about and the first book is about you know exactly what we just talked about except more extensive but then in the info it says in this same book the first book he goes back to the house to help a woman who has a demonic possession from something so apparently oh so he's become a an exorcist yeah he like helps people at the house and there's two other books at least about this ordeal Hmm. it's really strange but it's known as the union screaming house i don't know i don't know if it's like completely fabricated but the books he published say they're true stories so but obviously i didn't read them yeah no i'm just (laughs) wondering like what your initial feeling is after researching this place reading his take on what happened like what's your gut feeling just like based on like uh, what we're talking about today like about you know facts and how to like really my, some, my yeah, what gut, is your gut feeling, feeling is that he did you know rent this house out had a strange experience there because he made a point of saying he didn't believe in ghosts and then after this he did he wrote about it online maybe amped it up a little bit fabricated some parts and then you know, just was sharing his experience, got a response from it in some way and was like, oh, maybe I can make this into something. Now that's just yeah. me. I do think he must have had something happen to him. True. Yeah. And like, that's like, I was back to like, I'm sorry to bring up my list of like <laughs> my bulleted list of things like to look for. But I just want to go back to that. Like after researching his story, did you happen to like, look up anything about him or the property or anything just wondering because this is these are like real ways we can look at stories that you know we read online even if they're published that doesn't always mean they're real you know true yeah no honestly all i really came across was the books if i had had your checklist 
No, I'm not saying. I'm, no, I'm so saying I'm curious now about yeah the uninvited, the true story of the Union Screaming House is the name of the book. I know, and th- that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, we, anyone like we could publish something that says the true story of this haunting. You know, like there's oh, no. So that's what I'm wondering if you liked it, read anything else, or even like a secondary source besides someone retelling his own story that's uh yeah you know? no i don't know i'd have to look further into it i guess oh, my dad's calling no. <laughs> I feel like he, he does every single time but um <laughs> i'm but looking here though it looks like he didn't write any books until 2007 so he wasn't writing before this but okay. it doesn't really mean anything yeah and again like it's so easy to look at these stories like that sounds outrageous like a lot of the facts and like again like we could there's so many movies like it sounds like a movie like a lot of what happened right it looks like he's been on tons of news programs I'm just yeah and like i'm shows. sure that you i know lots of times you can get books even on like ghost shows if you he's say, investigated other cases that's what it looks like all right yeah. sorry yeah on here on amazon <laughs> and i can't think of any other like just quickly to say about like the skeptical part of this any other kind of you know claim you could make that's similar to one of a haunting experience like there's nothing quite similar to it do you know what i mean like you can well, maybe like a ufo that. experience yeah well yeah like a paranormal experience there's oh, no- right, yeah. nothing that like equates to it because you can literally come up with any story and if you get you know the right channels and the right people to cover it like, mm. you don't really need any true facts. That's why it's like, what no, do you look you for? Apparently, make a whole living. Yeah. Of it. I, mean, I don't want to say that, you know, in case Steven's listening, of I don't want to take not. away from the story. But yeah. we do have to talk about the fact that it's, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. And that's like, of course, I believe in all this stuff. You know that. <laughs> but that's one thing, like, I think it's important we have to remember when we're like researching this stuff. And if anyone else, you know, is interested too. Yes, agreed. But I'd love to read this. We'll links on how to get it, I hope. Yeah, we can post some links on it. There's a lot of pictures online of the house, but I feel like they're probably all posted by... Yeah, so we'll, yeah, that's another thing. We'll yeah. Look, at- yeah, I think people have investigated. We'll have to look into it. We, we might will. have to do an update about this in a future episode. I'm very interested. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised Ghost Hunters. Wait, no, Ghost Adventures. That's your show, right? Hasn't been there. Yes, Are they <laughs> I don't. They have not been there yet, but I hope they do someday. But sorry, I wasn't like saying your story isn't real, and I hope that everyone thinks. Oh that. yeah, no, we were like going into this with this kind of yes, the trying to be a little bit more science in the brain. <laughs> yes, um, but let's hear what is all of these. I sounds? was grabbing a plate. Huh? <laughs> starving over there <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah so yeah we were just going into both of our stories i think with a little bit of a skeptical trying to have like, like some kind of scientific thoughts about how to go about these stories right yes although scientific evidence right with paranormal experiences can be difficult oh yeah for sure but for another day <laughs> Yes, no, but it all ties in. Like, I mean, so th- my story, um, did you have anything else to say about yours? Or we're going to hear more about from Amanda about this house in the future. In the future, but no, that that wraps it up for today. Okay. All right. So this, this story, Amanda already knows a little bit about what I'm going to talk about. But um, the unofficial title that's been dubbed... Because, of course, it's one of the most famous hauntings in America. Um, is about the Sally House. And it's S-A-L-L-I-E. I always thought it was the other way. but And yeah, strangely, I didn't even know about this until, I don't know, a couple months ago. Which is interesting. Oh, yeah, because you listened to a podcast. Yes, yeah, somebody podcasted about it. Yeah, so I'm, here, I'm curious to hear your take on it. Yeah, and I initially heard of the, the whole story about the background behind the Sally house from an episode of again, my favorite show, ghost adventures They cover <laughs> this. Um, but the story has gained a lot of popularity since the early nineties because it actually 
the story initially premiered on a show that was called Sightings. It was, oh. I've watched the episode. It's, it was in 1992. It's like similar. It, it, the format looks like it's um, unsolved mysteries, but like for supernatural or like haunting things. Okay. So I think it was like a, a popular show back then. You and I were like only five. So we wouldn't have been. There probably wasn't a ton of stuff that was similar at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, they had UFO stories and stuff, but this specific story became popular in like culture because it was featured on sightings, the show. And, um, they called it at this point, the heartland ghost. Um, this is in, I have like, (laughs) my notes are like chicken scratch from like an (laughs) insane person. So, (laughs) Yeah, mine was like neatly laid out on like a computer document. Yours are like thrown all over the place on the floor. Both, I'm sure, both of them look like serial killers' notes in their own special way. (laughs) Oh yeah. So Atchison County, it's in Kansas. So in 1992, again, um, this story became popular because it was on sightings, and it's one of those things that was like, you know, those little segments they have that's jutted into the news at night. They're like, oh yeah. So it was um, that, and people became obsessed because they had the segment about the family, Tony and Deb, they were living, renting the place at this point. Um, De- Tony and Deb Pickman, that was, that was their names. So oh, okay. That name sounds familiar. They had gotten in touch with whoever produced the show. They had family footage where... You know, they claimed and to, you know, on their footage that they were taking themselves and to like family members that the husband had been attacked. They had just had a baby boy and they claimed that the husband had started being like attacked. Like things were like, you know, poltergeist activity. Things were falling off shelves, being thrown around. And then it started to become more violent according to in their home videos. Like they started recording things of, you know, things being thrown off screen. You don't know what was really happening. Um, and then there's... Wait, so they had home videos? Yeah, it was like home videos. And they used it in the show site? Yes, to get onto the show. But the videos were kind of vague. Yeah, I mean, imagine yeah. like a home video from like your brother's birthday party, like from 1993. Like it was like <laughs> that old crackly screen with like a date <laughs> in the corner and like... <laughs> Nobody knew the proper way to film. Yeah, it was yep. like, really, you're holding this bulky camera thing, like, are a mess. <laughs> but then there's this one, like, clip, which the dad um, of the baby... Tony? Tony. He was supposedly scratched by something. He had been, like... So he said to, like, the investigators that came on during the show that he was, you know, being attacked, scratched. Like, they couldn't sleep at night. He felt like he was being pushed down the stairs. They felt drawn to the basement. Um, he said scratched. So there was like three or four scratch marks across his chest. And there was footage that they had taken. I think the wife probably took it of him. And this was featured on the show that was like, they show, I saw the whole like episode. So they like put the camera on. You saw the sightings episode? Yeah. Um, oh, wow. So like, the footage shown on the show, this is what it was. It was, it starts off where the guy already has his shirt lifted up. You can see like three slight scratches on his chest area. And then like over a course of a few minutes, it darkens and gets like swollen. You know, how like when you scratch yourself, it'll, you know, get redder. Yeah. And kind of rise. A rise. Bit. Yeah. So that happened, but you don't see what happened before. You see the initial scratches when the video starts. And then so they're already first, in place. They're yeah, already there. No one. Okay. There's no explanation. No filming of before that. So, but just to play devil's advocate, why would they film before the scratches? Yeah. No. Exactly. I'm just saying yeah. that's. Oh no! I know. I know. Was on the show, so we don't okay. know what happened or what didn't happen. So, um, we have this video from sightings, right? And that was, I mean, again, like Amanda said, it could have been, you know a demon it could have not been it could have been a ghost whatever but um i'll get back into like the haunting story of their 
their um, experiences. So after the show aired, uh, oh, your dad texts Amanda. Amanda texts me. Well, but um, so they they were on this show, and I think this was like a time when like people were like obsessed with the UFOs and stuff, I, and what, like ghost night? stories, yeah. Like unsolved mysteries came on, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Was an X Files popular? Thing? Yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So the whole episode, you know, it shows a couple like well-known investigators going to the house, and the dad, Tony, he talks a lot about how this person, Sally, um, and the legend of Sally. And uh, I became like kind of obsessed with. Well, where did he come up with the Sally character? Because he Sally character. <laughs> oh, it's true. Uh, it's called the Sally House, and there is never any written documentation of any like Sally character before the show aired or anything. So I kind of okay. looked into that, and based on what he said, there was kind of this legend was born with no basis on facts. Um, so, and again, I'm not saying anything like it's not true. But this is just kind of like right. what I researched. So he said again, and the wife backed it up. She actually wrote a book about this. It's on Amazon too, um, with quite <laughs> the description of the book about their experience. Um, so he apparently wants to. What do you mean? Like, just a long description? Oh, it's wild. I'm going to read it. <laughs> oh, oh, you are okay. Okay. So um, the wife wrote the book, but the husband had supposedly seen a figure of a little tiny little girl who looks very cute like curly hair with a big bow in her hair she looks very sweet and he called her sally and um, he said that's what he thought her name was and he said this on the show and um he drew a picture of her of what he saw and it's like currently in the town's like archives it's like all over the internet you can find it we'll post it I've it's, seen this photo. Yeah, it's it's very oh, terrifying. Crying. Yeah, it looks it like a porcelain doll that you never want to see. Like that's basically. <gasps> well, it's terrifying knowing who like that. It's a yeah, and the fact that he said he saw this little girl. He said he always saw it near his his baby son, and that mm. both the parents said, "Oh, my son was never hurt. Only the husband was attacked, and he was really attached to property. Oh. Like it's very kind of scattered." Their story. Yeah. Um, so that's basically the episode. And then from there, it kind of escalated. People were like, oh, the Sally house. Again, it wasn't even called the Sally house on that episode. Oh, the Sally house. Yeah. yeah. So they, um, he needs a Sally house because of what he saw. And then I started looking more into it, the background of the house, like how I was saying we should look into, you know, the history of the home. So mm -hmm. I looked it up and I saw like the actual record. So it was built in 1868. So it is an older home. And again, with that comes a lot of like, you know, there could be like residual hauntings. There's been a lot of people who've lived there over the years. A lot of yeah. stuff has happened. A lot of life, a lot of death. Yeah. So, you know, so when you go onto this website of the town of Atchison, it's like obsessed with the Sally House. That's like, seems like their main source of income. Well, I was going to say, is it like a small, it's in Kansas, right? It's like a yeah. small town. Maybe Apparently, they have it was like Amelia Earhart was born there. That's their other claim oh. to fame. But yeah, other but than we that, really got to see about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it. So I kind of got really thrown off because the story of the Sally house, Sally was never mentioned before this episode, like the word Sally. And okay. then the town made like a website. And it came up with a story that has no backing anywhere in, like, any knowledge that I could find. There's nothing written that this confirms this at all. But they said that there was a doctor and his father who built the house in 1868. And it is confirmed that there was a man and his son who built it together. But then, okay. like, the story on the town's website and like everywhere else on the internet books everything is just kind of like this wild story about how a woman in the town brought her <laughs> daughter who had a horrible stomach pain came to the house because it was the only doctor and so the doctor was like i can't there's no time to um give anesthesia 
because her appendix is going to burst. So he oh, had to do this. Always make time for anesthesia. Yeah. So, <laughs> and this was supposedly like the turn of the century, 1900. Yeah. So supposedly in this story that is posted on the government website, um, the doctor tried to operate and remove the appendix, but it was too late. And the girl, Sally, again, that's the first name only. There's no evidence this mother and child ever went here. Nor or that the, the doctor, child was Sally. Yeah. yeah. Or that the doctor ever, you know, used this residence as a doctor's office. There's no evidence of this at all. Oh my gosh. In the okay. deeds or anything. So that she apparently died and she, it says something like, died feeling she was being tortured because she didn't have anesthesia. So that's why Sally stays in the house. So that's why it's called the Sally House. Again, no record of any of this happening or it being, you know, back then, even then, you had to register with the city if you're a doctor and you operate, you know, in a place. Like, you can't just do that. And the story sounds very convenient that they just arrived there and then she ended up dying of this yeah. terrible thing. I don't know. It just... Yeah, it's and it's very weird that it was never mentioned anywhere. Like, no records and... They had obituaries in 1900. There's nothing in the town like, oh, Sally so-and-so died of an appendix rupture. Nothing. Nothing at all. So that whole Sally thing started because Tony said that was her name. Tony Pickwin in 1992. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, and again, they changed the names of the Sally house because of that episode. So sorry if I'm going deep into the history. I got really wrapped into it. A deep dive. Yeah, no, I did because, you know, it's easy again to get like, you know, looking into the story and it's terrifying. People are getting hurt, moving out because they're scared. But like, what, you know, what do we have to go on? To know that it's true so i mean i'll just so that podcast i heard it was this show supernatural mm-hmm. and just because i'm thinking about it in that episode when they're talking about this house uh they said that in the story a psychic came up with the name sally which could also be convenient yeah like he did psychic. have a psychic on the show but he said he thought yeah, so the name was oh, sally. a little girl named sally so who knows again it's not really any evidence exactly barely any evidence so then like the um again that was all from that same episode i think the psychic and everything yeah yeah on the show as well yeah they had like all these experts and stuff so after that you know from then on that was 1992 or yeah around then and by the way the house had just been bought by two guys to rent out so these two guys own it. They still own the property. They rented oh, so it. Tony and Deb were renting. They rented it. These What's guys is just getting like yeah. <laughs> well, this is where but the next part of my story goes because I know a lot of people cover you know the haunting aspects of this, but I kind of dove into the other aspect of these oh. people who bought it right before this happened. So okay. these two brothers bought it, and they've been owning it since '92. Like, right before that happened, they were on the show. So, they bought kind of a dilapidated old house, right? They yeah. started renting it out. Um, now, you can go on the website of this town and book to stay there for one to seven nights, right? Oh, gosh. To this day. It is outrageous. First of all, this house is, like, in disrepair. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, like, not a great house. I'm not saying any of the haunting stuff is fake at all. Again, I'm just saying this is the best investment I could ever imagine. Because listen to this. I just randomly, on the town website, you can book, you know, when you want to stay. So I was like, oh, I'm going to check off 1031 Halloween this year, you know, till 1106. So we're going to stay for seven days, two people. And they have this long list of things things you have to do. Like require Yes, it's like, wild. And again, this is by the town, and these two dudes still own it. Um, here, here, overnight stays at the Sally House, and this is like all town. Like the town gets all this money. First of all, for that seven day stay, it's eighteen hundred base to stay for that long for two what? people. Eighteen hundred for a week. Yeah, 
all right, it's not horrible. Yeah. But um, it's a, and- you said it's completely run down. And- <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, that means, like, people are making, like, 90K a year from mm-hmm. renting it out. And it's on TV all over the place. So here's the house rules. Okay. So, um, the basement is unaccessible, which is where, like, all the hauntings supposedly occur. Um, guests need to bring their own sleeping bags, blankets, pillows. Um, the house has no water, electricity, photographs, video, and audio encouraged. Share anything you capture on film, and so oh. you get, and then you get all these fees if you don't, if you do any of these things. You can't have Ouija boards in there. You can't um, cook like all these ridiculous like things, and you'll get like charged. Like a million dollars if you do any of these things. A million dollars? Yeah, no, but like it's Against crazy protocol. But like, so these two like old dudes just own this place, renting it out for like ghost tours. And again, it's all based on the Sally story. So do they do tours, or do they only do? They do. They do oh, tours. They do tours as well. Yeah, they have. It's like there? it's a huge. It's basically <laughs> this town of Adjunson's main source of income. Interesting. Yeah, so I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. And it's again, definitely, and the rules are really strange, though, because it kind of makes you believe yeah. that they are very into the supernatural, but yeah. I feel like it really adds to the whole aura of everything. I know, right? Yeah. And, um, and they require a waiver for potential injury and, like, all this stuff. Like, it's just, like, seems kind of too hyped up for me, right? Yeah, and the basement's probably just being used for, like, storage or something, so they don't yeah. want to go down. And, and the whole town, like, their whole website's, like, featured proudly on the Travel Channel, A&E, Discovery, Sci-Fi. And, um, so, I don't know. That's just the skeptic part of this that I wanted to, like, talk about, because I looked back, I, like, have the whole tenant history printed out, like, there's no evidence written in newspapers or anything about anything suspicious happening before these guys bought it and the two were on that show. So I wonder if there's any connection between the two men that bought it and Tony or Deb. Oh, I looked it up, Amanda. You did? You best know I did. And I can't find anything. It would be difficult to prove it. I looked, I looked at the name of the guys who own it and it was just like one solitary photo of a man and like, veteran gear and I was like I'm not going any further like it's an old veteran yeah and I mean today oh sorry I thought I heard something scared the living daylights out of me it was sad (laughs) might be um like today would be a lot easier if somebody you could see if they're Facebook friends or if they follow each other on social media that's what I was thinking oh no they could have just lived in the same town for a while and been like we need some money like would you be down to go on the show but on the other hand I will say I can imagine it would be very frustrating to really experience something like this because oh, yeah. you have no way of really proving it but I exactly. do like all the digging I know I did dig super deep and that's another thing of course like just like every other story there's you know YouTube videos of evidence people have gotten when they rented out you know for the night to stay in the Sally house and a lot yeah. of it again evidence is so hard to you know we can't quite tell if it's real or not. You can definitely doctor audio clips. You oh can my doctor god! Video yeah. and that's spreads, yeah, it spreads so easily. People like put up a clip that they got and they edit it, and then they add that creepy picture that he drew that Tony drew of Sally, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah. so, <laughs> again, like I know that it probably is haunted. But it probably is totally overblown and it's very sketchy how the town's making tons of money on this. So I yeah, no, I totally agree. <clears throat> I don't know. It is I've never seen really wonderful evidence, like in video or I know, photo. In people I don't like, know why. Well, because, you know, it's again, we don't know how to really the best ways to capture it. They there are great EVP recordings. Yes. Um stuff like that and we've both had really odd like experiences ourselves yeah and i completely believe it. i've caught yeah me too messages. yes i, I believe in all of that 
But I also believe that places like this, there's a sensational story. And then they rent it out. And then all these ghost hunters go there, get like, do the same experiments over and over and like post evidence. And now all of a sudden it's the most haunted place in America. Yeah. It's not a bad gig though. It isn't. And that's what I'm saying. It's on the other side. These two guys are rolling around in dough. (laughs) <laughs> our podcast right? is only going to cover digging deep into haunted house <laughs> i got very deep but yeah i think it's good to look on the other side of things too like that Even no i we- definitely think it's like an interesting because obviously <laughs> the first time i heard about this was on a podcast and that was a good story and i like liked that but i think it's cool going on the other side of it as well because i didn't know any of this stuff about how right after people bought it it's suddenly yeah, all of a sudden. yeah yeah, so that's kind of, so that's why I, like, kind of wrote my little list. Like, what, where do you start when you hear one of these crazy stories about the most haunted places? So right. I think you need to get back to, you know, stop here, like, listening to what other people are saying. Just go to the basic facts. And, like, really, did this ever really happen? Like, no, there was not, like, any evidence of this girl dying. So that's immediately where I was like, hmm. That seems weird. Well, also one other thing, Lassa, that seems strange is if people are staying there often enough, wouldn't you think there'd be more recorded evidence of something? Or do people get evidence because they think it's haunted? Like, so they might, you know, say they experienced a chill in the room or something like that. Exactly. You go in there feeling like you're, you know, it's haunted. It's not like you're walking into a place you've never heard of. Like, you... These people book the place, ghost hunters or not, to like stay in the haunted Sally house. So obviously they're going to take everything they get, like to the extreme. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, that's why I don't mean to be a downer. You know, I love ghost. Oh, I don't think it's a downer. I think it's a. It's not spoken about enough these days. (laughs) I love we have like a staunchly crotchety lady non-believers like, have you seen the records yeah where's the proof <laughs> no but it is good that like you know for some skeptics who, I don't know just had to bring it up well on that note if you're finished do you think we should end with some would you rather <laughs> I do uh, you're did, did, you have any more, no. did you have any more trivia for me oh well Kind of. It's not too exciting, but yeah, why not? Um, so that I'm a mansion, scientist now. I don't care about excitement. <laughs> it was just about the mansion I mentioned earlier. The one in, I believe it's in Los Angeles, California, the Rosenheim yes. mansion. I was just going to ask you if you knew of any of the other shows or movies that it was featured on, because it's been in quite a bit. I, I definitely have read about it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, don't, I think I've had some old ones, like uh, the house on haunted hill not that i know of i don't i don't think so okay do tell i'm done guessing um well it was featured in the twilight zone and alfred oh, okay. hitchcock presents and then it was also in puffy the vampire slayer <laughs> i they said puffy oh good old puffy um the oh. ghost whisperer x files and then i thought this was interesting it was in dexter as well because I'm currently Ooh. rewatching Dexter, and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize. I didn't either. Oh, apparently, it's just a Until it was bought. <laughs> By that poor couple. I know. That's interesting. Yeah, I have one, one more thing. It goes, like, with my other question, kind of shorter. Okay. <laughs> how, how can someone list their home or property as one of the most haunted in the USA? Like, what is the laws around that? Is there, yeah, is there a requirement? No. Yeah, I said, any way you want. Wait, is there a requirement? No, you can literally make a website or post online right now. I live in the most haunted house in America or the world. No one, Mm -hmm. there's no, like, there's no, like, governing body. It's going to be like, take it down. Like, you can say Also, very intriguing. Yes. Isn't that interesting, though? Slap it on your house if you want. But if you twist the like, what would the requirements be? Yeah, exactly. That's well, you saying. know what I think it could be? I mean, I guess, I don't know. This is just one one person's take on it. But what if it was, like, having to have multiple instances? Um, by other people. By, yes, people. I don't know, mm-hmm. though. What if it's, like, 
only one family that's lived there forever, then it's kind of hard to do. But and the, like the most haunted, like you could just literally put it on your house right now. Interesting. Like, yeah. So oh. you can make a plaque, like get one made up for you. Like yeah. most haunted make place. Make a killing, Raven. having people come say. Yeah. <laughs> make an yeah. Airbnb. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you literally could though. So wow. That's yeah, that's, that's the takeaway. Wow. I like the takeaway. My cynical takeaway. Okay. <laughs> I need a good would you rather, Amanda. Okay, so it's not very good, but I like coming up with them on a whim. All right, Laura, here we go. Would you rather dress as a ghost or be a ghost? (laughs) What? Was that the entire question? Yes. Oh, my God. Would I rather dress as a ghost or be a ghost, like, like, all time? Yes, wear a ghost costume or be a real ghost. <laughs> what? Like, what are you going to choose? <laughs> like a ghost, like a sheet ghost? Or like, can I craft the outfit? <laughs> um, any, you could be Sally if you want. Oh, I guess I'd rather craft my own ghost outfit. <laughs> All right, so you wouldn't want to be like a real ghost. <laughs> Not yet. Also, I'm crunching on a piece of cheesy bread. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's fine. Oh, it sounds good. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Oh, we to oh yeah! That. Congratulations! You are oh, how many months? Six months, Parga. Twenty-five yeah. weeks. Just wow. It's very exciting. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would you rather be dressed as a ghost or dressed as a ghost that's pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm just getting wild. I know, I mean, like wild. Would you rather? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like the pregnant ghost. If I had to dress like a ghost for my life. I mean, <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, I didn't say you had to dress as a ghost for the rest of your life. It's just one one solid <laughs> day. Yeah, even on Halloween. If wait, wait. If it's only one day, I would be a ghost for one day and come back to life. Oh, is okay. that an well, option? More interesting. Yeah, we'll have that be an option. Oh hell yeah! Much more exciting. <laughs> oh, I love it. What's okay. my would you rather? I'm prepared. I'm ready to make a tough decision. Right, here's the less of the two craziness ones. Okay. Would you rather spend one night with an in the Sally house and you get <clears throat> chock full of events, tons of crazy evidence you get, but you're not able to save any of the recordings or any anything that you capture, but you capture it in the moment, like pictures, audio, and you're like, oh my god, but then everything's deleted. Or sounds like you a rather when you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> or would you rather you catch a couple things, it's like very vague, and you kind of question the existence of the paranormal entirely after you leave. Um, definitely the second thing. Questioning the existence. But you catch very few things that you can share with everyone. Like, you're fine. Yeah, I just think like seeing so much paranormal activity would just be a little too much for me. It would like freak me out, I think. Okay. Unless it was just like I don't know. Nothing. It's not like you're being murdered like over and over again. Like yeah, no. I mean, I don't know. But it like solidifies that you know that ghosts are real. That like the afterlife is real. Like you get everything you ever requested. Yeah, I would choose that. I would choose that one. So I yeah, as long as it wasn't super horrifying and like yeah, but it like (laughs) solidified everything you ever know. But you can't tell anyone; they won't believe you. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, so that's what I'd choose. I don't really care if people believe me. I mean, I feel like you would believe me. Oh, I would. And that would be enough. Oh, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Do you have another one? I love Would You Rather. I don't. God damn it. sorry. (laughs) I don't either. I got two wrapped up in the story and then reading about the entire house there. I feel very good that we were able to come together finally. It only took yeah. one year for us to do our next step. Yeah, we like to be spontaneous. <laughs> you're <laughs> going to wait you when you're trying to do a podcast. Our three viewers are going to wait. Viewers? Is that what <laughs> our three <laughs> listeners, you're going to wait for 10 years for the next what one. Viewing. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll more. I mean, we do get more into it during like the fall, I feel like. If we get 10 likes, we'll do it. <laughs> just are there likes? I don't. <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> Desperate. How are we even Desperate recording? For long? I don't even know. 
Oh, we get three emails and we'll go on. Didn't we do that before? <laughs> we were begging for emails. Oh my god. Well, if you want to email us a new topic, feel free. Wickedly yeah. Weird Podcast at gmail.com and yeah, follow and us. Not. We'll be posting some stuff out of the blue. I feel like we got one nice email one time, remember? Yeah, it was from an account I made up. I'm oh, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, we did. Yeah. We did. From our one mysterious fan. We thank you. Yes. But I'm very excited to start again, Amanda, to restart our lives. <laughs> I think this is a great episode. It's getting extremely lengthy, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. 78 <laughs> minutes. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry for that swear. But oh, thank fun. you for listening tonight. All of yes, thank you for listening. Fans. And I don't even remember how we you usually end the podcast. wickedly weird evening or day or afternoon. Yes, wickedly weird, weird morning. <laughs> There you go. Well, thanks, man. I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Goodbye. Well, I'll talk to you tomorrow, but we'll come up with a cool topic for next week. <laughs> yes, we Bye. will. Bye, everyone. Bye.